I love you all so much. I'm, I'm really blessed and honored to be here. And I have a word for you today that I believe will change your life forever. So y'all go ahead and be seated. Open your Bibles up to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And if I had a title for this, I'm not real good at titles. Uh, is the Lord must bring it all to you. The Lord must bring it all to you. Here in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Father I thank you for utterance this morning in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for your people having listening ears and their hearts are receptive and minds are alert. Lord, I thank you as we hear your word, we'll all be doers of it and not hearers only. We thank you for the Holy Spirit having liberty, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Lord, I pray that after this morning, your people's lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <laughs> now you see here, while we were yet sinners, God commended his love toward us. That word commend in the Greek, in a study I did on it, means to introduce, set in place, and exhibit it. God set in place, introduced, and exhibited his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. That, that means that we couldn't come out of the state we were in. If God didn't come and do something for us first. Many times people don't realize they're trying to tell the Lord what to do instead of the Lord telling us. If the Lord don't bring something to you, you can never have faith in him. That means if he don't say something to you, if he don't display love in Jesus on the cross, if he don't make it plain and, and simple to you and me, when, then we have no access to God. And so you can see here in this verse, God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Now you go look, go turn your Bible to Mark chapter 8. You'll get some glimpses of this. Mark chapter 8 verse uh, 31. Jesus began to teach them. That, that has to come first. The Lord teaching us. We have nothing to work with if he don't teach us. We have nothing to do if he don't say something to us. You can't really have faith in somebody and they don't say nothing or do something. Jesus began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and to be rejected of the elders and other chief priests and scribes and be killed after three days rise again. 
And he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and rebuked him. When Jesus turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Saying, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou sayest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And so, really, when Jesus turned, he saw his disciples wavering. And that's what happens to all of us every day. It's stuff is coming at us. But do we believe the Lord? Do we believe what this feel like and look like? Well, the news say the world's going under. Do, do we believe that or do we believe the Lord going to keep us? Well, the economy is this. Well, do you believe that the Lord's economy ain't going under? Or will you talk about how bad it is? Most people you get around, they, they talk about how bad it is. And that's, that's bringing something to the Lord. Peter thought he knew what was best for Jesus. Like many believers, they talk too much. And it ain't about the Lord. <laughs> Jesus said, get thee behind me, saying he first rebuked Peter. Then he dealt with the devil. Satan is the craftiest creature on this earth. He's so crafty, he'll have you saying something that'll only produce your strength. He, only, he always wants you in your intellect and reasonings and theories and, and the way you see things instead of the way the Lord sees them. And he, 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 he got Peter over in his strength to tell the Lord what he thought was best. And then Jesus rebuked Peter. Then told Satan, get behind me, for thou sayest not the things that come from God's mouth, but the things that be a, a man in man's strength. The devil always wants you in your strength. Because God ain't that. He always wants you, I just don't know how we're going to make it. I just don't know how we're going to. That's bringing something to God. Most, most Christians don't even know that. That's bringing something to God. Telling him how you feel about it is bringing something to God. Jesus went on in verse 34 and called the people unto him with his disciples also. He said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. When you deny yourself, <laughs> how many of y'all found out you can't get rid of you? <laughs> Have you ever woke up every morning and you still see you? So you really can't deny yourself in getting rid of you. What Jesus was teaching here was to give him permission to lord you and dominate you and rule you. When I first got saved in 1988, June 30th, 
in the Samaritan Drug Treatment Center on Shelb Avenue off North 6, across from the Tennessee Titan Stadium. Jesus set me free from crack and cocaine and heroin and drinking, robbing, gambling, hustling, stealing, lying. In 26 years, I hadn't been back once. Not one time. And Jesus not only set me free, but he, he's kept me free. <laughs> I always let him tell me what to do because I found out that when he brought that eternal life in me, that if he didn't keep bringing something to me, I wasn't going to make it because it's what he brought to me that changed me. So I just continued that process of letting him bring it all to me. But the next day I smoked a cigarette. <laughs> and so, I, I, and, and listen carefully now, you have to listen carefully when I, I be mentioning because I'll say something to kind of stun you a little bit. But I'll, I'll patch you up before it's over. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't see him when I smoked that cigarette. I, I told you. Jesus said when I lit it, you can't smoke anymore. You have to give that to me. Well, the reason it wasn't sin, I didn't know it, that I shouldn't smoke. If I'd have smoked after that, it'd have been sin. Real sin is to know to do good and do it not. And so it would have been sin if I ever smoked again. I never have. Right then, I found out that I had denied myself. Denying yourself is not being perfect. Denying yourself is when he say something, you don't do that no more. You've denied yourself. He told me, uh, I couldn't live with my girlfriend. I'm on, I'm on my way there. Right after that. He said, you can't live with her no more. You're married to me now. I, I said, married to you? I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> but I found out later on. That I'm in a covenant with him. <laughs> that that, that uh, everything I have is his. And thank God everything he got is mine. Hallelujah. Yeah. What a deal. I mean, man, dear God. That's, you know, he, he, he gets the smaller end of that deal. And so I packed my clothes and left that night. Well, what did you do? Uh, I denied myself. Then the next morning, I was watching The Young and Restless because I hadn't got to see it in two weeks in the drug treatment center. And so I was trying to catch up on what Jack and Jill and them were doing. Are they still on there? This was in the 80s. And, uh, and I was waiting on, you know, the, 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 it to come on and they was playing the music. And, and Jesus said, you hurt me when you watched it. I said, what? I can hurt you? That's how he raised me up. Is you can hurt me. And, and I, I don't want to hurt him. It's hard to hurt somebody that loves you. That's how I taught my son. I said, son, if you go have sex, you're going to hurt your daddy. If you use drugs, you'll hurt me. He don't want to do that. That's the way Jesus taught me. I, don't, I won't do nothing to hurt him. Nothing. If I know. When you deny yourself, your heart every day is open 
for him to bring to you the way he wants you to live. You don't bring nothing to him. And so he said, unplug the TV and come go in there and read my word so I can talk to you. I didn't even know he talked to you. I thought you just read the Bible. I didn't know he talked to you. And the Lord, I went in there, unplugged the TV. Matter of fact, I didn't watch TV for six and a half years. Maybe on Sunday, <laughs> we, I might, we had this big old ugly TV. I might have watched an NBA game to church time and go to church, but I, I never missed church my whole Christian walk. I never missed a, a preaching engagement. I preached five, six times a week. I never missed one. My whole Christian walk. I've been full-time in ministry 20, over 25 and a half years. And, and I, I went sometimes not feeling well. But as soon as I got up and preached, all of it left. Every bit of it left. Because that, that's, you, you have to get in his will. He puts you in this church. You, you don't pick churches. I like this church. Well, that's good you like it. But the Lord sets you, 1 Corinthians 12, 18. He sets who he wants in churches. You can't bring nothing to him. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't even pick him. He chooses you. You just accepted the choice. But he chose you. you. You can't choose him. He has to bring it all to you. And, and um, Jesus said there were two conditions. I don't care if you've been filled with the Spirit, water baptized, surrendered your life to Jesus. There's two conditions of following him. It's one thing to come in the kingdom. It's another one to live the kingdom. And Jesus said, if you don't meet these two qualifications, then you can't really follow him, though you can be in church looking like you want us. And uh, the second one of denying yourself, and this has been going on for 26 years, of the Lord telling me what to do. Stop that. One of the things he told me when I got married after about a year of fussing with my wife, he told me, it, 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 shut up. It was so hard, I'd put my hand over my mouth and still mumble something out. I wanted to talk so bad. You know us men didn't want them to have the last word. And he has, he has to teach us how to shut up. How to take persecution and not let it bother us. <laughs> how to know you're right and still suffer. If he don't teach you, you'll, you'll always talk and say what you want. If he don't teach you to shut up, it's all right. He said, it's all right. I know she wrong. It's okay. And he said, take up your cross. Now you can't. Jesus was his cross. You can't live his cross. You can believe in his cross, how he loved you. But you have to come up with your own cross to live his love, how he loved you, how he forgave you, you forgive others. How he loved you, you love others as Christ loved you. That's your commandment. It's not a verse that asks you how you feel. 
How many of y'all want, want some revelation? Let me see your hand. <laughs> you really want some? In John 15, 12, let me just quote it to you. Jesus said, this is my commandment. That you love one another as I love you. Now really, the verse should be turned around the other way. This is my commandment. As I love you on the cross, go live my love that I loved you with toward others. That's the correct way to say it. Jesus told me one day, said, read that. <laughs> so I read it. This is my commandment that you love one another as I love you. He said, read it again. This is my commandment that you love one another as I love you. I, I, I mean, I, I bet he told me to do that 20 or 30 times. I, I, I was starting to get a little frustrated, Lord. I don't understand why I'm doing this. And Jesus said, y'all ready for the revelation? And Jesus said this to me. He said, you remember what your wife did yesterday? And I didn't remember it to pay her back. But I did remember it. But it wasn't to hold it against them. You can remember what you used to do as a testimony in the world, but it's not there to condemn you. It's there to bless others. I said, yeah, Lord, I remember what she did. He said, read that verse again. So I read it. This is my commandment. I said, Lord, I don't understand. What are you, what are you trying to teach me? He said, did you ever notice that that verse never changed? No matter how you get treated, that verse still will say the same thing every day. No matter what people do to you, no matter what people say about you, my word will keep saying the same thing every day, what I command you to do. It has no options in it. It has nothing in there that says you can take a break today. Wow. When, when you get through getting hurt or offended or something bothering you, his, his word going to keep saying, love them as I love you. It ain't going to say nothing else. I tried to look at it, and it said the same thing every day. I was hoping that it would say something different the next day, but it don't. Wow. So he meant what he said, and he said what he meant. <laughs> so you and I cannot bring nothing to him. He's got to bring it all to you. And his word never changes. When you take up your cross, the, the, one, one translation said take it up daily. I really think Jesus meant secondly. Minute. And um, you have to take up always believing how he loved you. First John 3.23, turn that real quick. Here, John was the only apostle that, that really revealed um, the, 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 the revelation of the new commandment. The others gave you bits and pieces of it. But John gave it all the way live. Really, really, let me, let me just quote 22. Whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Then Jesus said, then John said this by the spirit. This is his commandment. What? That you believe on the name of his son. Listen, when you believe on the name, he's bringing something to you. You're believing on the name, which is love, and in the strongest concordance, is character and authority, which is love and power. You're believing on the love and power that was in Jesus on the cross, and look at your second commandment. And to love one another as he gave you commandment. 
They're pointing you back to Jesus' teachings. They ain't had nothing new. They just had revelation of what Jesus was teaching. That you believe. See, Jesus didn't teach that. He just gave a commandment. But John broke it down where we would understand we got to believe first. That means we got to let Jesus bring something to us. So we can respond to that and not what we feel and think. It's his commandment. So you can see Peter brought something to Jesus. And Satan will speak through you without you knowing it. Saying how you feel. I ain't taking this no more. I can't, I can't handle this no more. I can't. But listen, all those words are from the devil. They are not from Jesus. If Jesus talked, he's going to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm ready for anything. Through Jesus' strength and Jesus' love and Jesus' power, I can overcome and do anything. But when it's you, you're always ready to give up. Can't take this no more. <laughs> Don't want to work with them no more. Well, if you'll go to work with them mean people to love them, it'll get easy. If God can't, if, if the church is going to stay in these walls and don't never go nowhere, how in the world are we going to reach the world and you can't, you can't go through a little persecution? See, you got to let Jesus bring you what? Go in there and love them. Go in there and bless them. Go in there and do good to them. Go in there and pray for them. Now, he did brought something to you. And see, you talking about how rough it is going to work every day. You're bringing something to him. You're bringing something to him and probably don't even know it. Let me show you another one in John 7. Ooh, this is one of my favorites here. I'm bringing something to God. Oh, this is good. John, verse 1. John chapter 7, verse 1. <laughs> now listen carefully to this. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jerusalem, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now, the, the, the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Now, listen to verse 3. His brethren therefore said unto him, and Jesus done told him, you know, y'all go on. He wouldn't walk in Jerusalem because the Jews sought to kill him. But what they didn't realize is God told him to do that. So his brethren, therefore said unto him, now they're smart now. They're smarter than the master. Depart hence, Jesus, go in Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou do. You know, Jesus, no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself secret to be known openly. You know, you're supposed to be going around trying to make everybody known about you instead of you doing what the Father say. What are they doing? Come on, y'all. All y'all say it. They're bringing something to Jesus. I just don't think you ought to do that. Well, did Jesus tell you that? Is that in line with the word? For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself secret to be known openly. Jesus, if thou do these things, show thyself to the world. 
telling Jesus what to do. Well, I think you ought to do this. You do? Well, that ain't the Lord. Now look at verse 5. You'll see. For neither did his brethren believe in him. They finally did later on. They didn't believe in him. You don't believe in him when you're bringing something to him. He must bring it all to you. Every day, there has to be an awareness in you to come to Jesus when you're laboring and heavy laden so he can give you rest. You got to come to him, hear his sayings, speak them, and then do what Jesus tell you to do to produce his results and not yours. I've been living like this 26 years, and I know this is a little alarming on some people, but it's just my testimony. I hadn't had a depressed day in 26 years a worried or stressful day. But I've had all three of them come at the same time. They never stayed. Why? <laughs> I went and sought the Lord what to do. I won't work out problems. I won't even entertain nothing in my mind. No ill feeling toward nobody. I won't let it stay up there. I just, I'm going to walk in love whether any of y'all do or not. And I'm going to walk in love like Jesus loved me. See, and you have to be careful, keep saying, I'm going to walk in love. And you don't have no Jesus there. Could end up being just you and a love that you think. But his love is on that cross. Without that cross, you don't have nothing. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So you can see there that uh, they were trying to tell the Lord what to do. And it didn't work. It's unbelief. It's unbelief. Go to John chapter 14, verse 27. <clears throat> Look, watch, watch, you'll see it again right here, just real clear. John 14, 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give unto you. And then he comes with this astounding statement. Let not your heart be troubled. Stress, frustration, irritated, bothered. I've been frustrated this month, but it didn't stay. I mean, it's seconds I killed it. Why? I let Jesus bring something to me. I spoke something he said. I let the Holy Spirit get that off of me. And you have to learn to live like this. This is what the Bible and your pastor's teaching y'all of living by faith is. It's getting to Jesus, hearing Jesus, speaking what Jesus say, and doing what Jesus tell you to do. You have to learn to, for this to become habitual to you, where you unconsciously live this every day. And you have to every day ask the Holy Spirit to teach you this. You have to want it more than anything else in life. Um, of living by faith, living by hearing Jesus, living by speaking and believing what Jesus said, and then living by doing what Jesus tell you to do. You see this over in, in John, St. John chapter 2, verse 5, when Mary asked Jesus, 
<laughs> Lord, they done ran out of wine. He said, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour was not yet come. Because he was about the father's business. All he was going to do for her is die for. He wasn't going to do nothing nobody said except what the father said. And Mary, uh, she said the magic words. And when you're in trouble, keep saying these magic words. Lord, whatever you say, I'll do it. That's how I get people out of so much trouble. I said, get on your face every day and keep telling the Lord you'll do whatever he say. And t do that till he say something and then do what he say. And now you hook back up and connected with him. And then keep doing it. Because when they stop, they get right back in that same trouble again. And some people don't even hear Jesus every day. They, because you, you haven't been saying that. <laughs> and so Jesus, listen, Captain, are y'all ready? The men are all right. They already done been in Shockville. The ladies I'm concerned about this morning. But Jesus really didn't turn water to wine. Oh, false prophet. No, I'm a true prophet. Now, listen, if you hear it correctly, when they heard what Jesus spoke, filled the six pots of water, they went and filled them. Then he said, take the dipper and dip the king some wine. They heard and did what he said, which produced the water turning to wine. Now you see your responsibility of getting a miracle. <laughs> it's not the Lord doing it. It's you hearing, speaking, and doing what he tell you. He told people in the Bible, he said, go over and dip. If he don't dip, he don't see Believe ye that I'm able to do this? Yeah, Lord. Bam. Here, according to your faith, be it done unto you. What, did, what was their faith? They said they believed he could do it. They answered the question correctly. You got to hear him. You got to live a life that hears him. That you have confidence that he knows what to do. He is perfect. And he never missed it once. That's the person I want guide in my life is Mr. Perfect Jesus. Y'all in John, okay. So, so now watch, watch, watch it in, in, in John 14, 27. Peace, I leave with you. Uh-oh, there he is, he's bringing something to you. My peace, woo, ain't you glad it ain't yours? <laughs> Did you know if it was our peace, we would mess it up? My peace I give unto you. Well, y'all got the Amplified Bible in that. Uh, yeah, give me, give me the Amplified, Josh. All right, here, here it is. Um, peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. So he, he don't never give you nothing. That's going to mess up. The world always give you something to mess up. He's not going to give you something to mess up. Now listen to this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. About nothing? Oh, nothing? I can't have a bad day on no day of the year. 
Now, if you're going to follow Jesus, people been in religion, putting up with having attitudes. And moving. I've, been, I've, been, I've been walking with the Lord 26 years. I ain't had an attitude day yet. I just don't have them. I don't have attitudes anymore. I wish my wife was here. Josh, you've been, how many years you've been with me, son? 13 years. You haven't seen me have attitudes and moods? Be honest now. You, you ain't supposed to lie. You ever seen me depressed, worried, stressed? Now, something might have been bothering me that some somebody did, you understand? But I got it off of me. I'm not saying I I'm not, don't have a human side. I do. But it don't last. I go to Mr. Superman Jesus. <laughs> so listen to these scriptures coming from Jesus' lips. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated. That's big. Disturbed. Oh, that's bigger. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful. Fear. Oh, I'm scared of that. Now Jesus said, stop that. That's what he said. And intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. He said, stop allowing any of them to be in your life. Now, how in the world are you going to stop allowing that stuff? The answer is in verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Now listen carefully now. You got, you got to hear this. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Now listen at the revelation. You, you'll see it. It, it. It's all through the scriptures. Whom the Father will send in my name. You ever, you ever see, see sending something? He's got to send something first for us to operate. You're not going to live by faith and he ain't sent nothing to you. You got to quit coming up with thinking. <laughs> you got to quit coming up talking. You got to let the Holy Spirit teach you how to learn how to shut up and wait till he say something so you'll have something to say from heaven that's going to change that situation. The rest is junk. And I be counseling people, I said, after about five, five or ten minutes, I didn't have enough. I said, well, could I just give you the answer? And the majority of them, I'm talking about eight and nine percent, said, well, I just want to finish this. And go on 30, 40 more minutes, man, just telling me a little detail about everything. So I started teaching the series on, if you come for counseling, come to hear Jesus. I, you know, and so I could cut that down. Because people want to talk. They think they got to explain everything. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Sometimes they, they do need to share some things with me uh, so I can help them. But did you know, did you, can, I, can I give y'all a little secret? Jesus already knows. You talking about your problems. It's not getting him to bring nothing to you. He already knows everything. You need answers. When you come for counseling, you need to come with faith. Just tell me what Jesus say. I just want to hear Jesus. And that's the only way you're going to get some answers anyway. 
Now look at, look at verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Now watch, watch what's going to happen. He shall teach you all things. There is no situation you can ever face on earth that the Holy Spirit can't teach you how to overcome. <laughs> and look, look what Jesus said about this Holy Spirit. He, he, he going to teach you all things. So when you don't know what to do, you're supposed to not talk, run to be taught. And then what else? And Jesus said, his other, Jesus said, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I've said unto you, or whatever he's already taught you. He has to bring it back. He has to remind me sometimes. <laughs> I got upset at somebody at church, and I didn't want to have nothing to do with them no more, man. They just, you know, just crummy. I said, oh, I'm through with them. I'm not putting up with that. And Jesus just reminded me, well, you're spiritual. I said, I'll restore them, Lord. I'll restore them. I'll restore them. You got to remind me I was spiritual. And when you're spiritual, you restore them. You don't give up on people when the Lord is leading you to go help them. You go restore them. I don't care what they did. He had to remind me at times that when I get frustrated, somebody on my staff, he just in my spirit just say, you know I love you. I said, I love them, Lord, I love them. I love them, Jesus, I love them. <laughs> well, what made me love them? What made me obey his commandments? He brought it back to my remembrance because you ain't going to remember all this stuff every day. None of y'all. <laughs> oh, but we got a helper. What's he want to do? Bring everything to us. So our words is not of ourselves and from the devil. Your words will produce self. Jesus' words produce God. And there's no compromise in that. Even the apostles said the revelation they got was from him. The things John said we heard and seen and handled the word of life. We declare that to you. Paul said in, in Ephesians 3 that, that I got revelation of him. See? And all that came from the Holy Spirit, but it came from Jesus. And everything Jesus got came from the Father. You see that there? He's got to bring it all to you. And you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit every day to teach you how to shut up. And to teach you, to learn, to teach you how to become dependent on Jesus' words. Go to John 16. I got a couple more scriptures. <laughs> John 16, verse uh, 33. Jesus said, listen, listen, listen. These things have I spoken unto you. Oh, there you go again. There you go again. What's he doing? He's bringing something to them. These things have I spoken unto you, watch this, that in me you'll have peace. Now, me is not Jesus. Me is what Jesus say and do. So if Jesus don't say something and do something, you don't have peace. You are bothered and talking about what's wrong. If he says something that you're going to say and you're going to believe, now you can have peace. 
The Holy Spirit got to say something to you from Jesus or bring something back to your remembrance or teach you in order for you to have what to say to bring life and life more abundant. So watch. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you'll have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, test and trial, frustration, distresses. Jesus said, G, everybody say Jesus said. Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Can you put a little bit more ump on that? <laughs> you know, ump is old Nashville word. That means ride up a little bit. Jesus said, when you go through troubles, Jesus said to be happy. What? You don't know how I'm feeling? They shouldn't have done that. Y'all, all I can tell y'all is the last, you know, the, since 2008 to 2016, pray for our president. He need prayer. Dear God. He need prayer. He don't need you talking about it. They already wrong. <laughs> Do you know what our president's problem is? I mean, most of y'all don't know. He don't have the Lord speaking to him. I don't know if he got the Lord or not. You know, the Lord will come inside of you whether you're a mess or not. I said, the Lord don't come inside of you because you got it together. I mean, who, who in here done did, he done did that to? You don't accept Jesus because you done did something great. He'll come in any heart that call on his name that's in faith. That don't mean you're going to follow him and work, learn to walk with him every day. Especially them, them dead churches they done been in. Preaching junk all the time. Well, well, what's our job as a church? Not to talk about him. You don't do your children like that when they mess up. You don't do your best friend in church like that. And the Bible, the Bible tell you to pray for them. It didn't say talk about them. We know why they screwed up, because they need the church. The problem is the church. Not the government. It's the church that need to rise up. And burn them devils. I'm telling y'all, Dad Hagen walked in this. The Lord Jesus told Dad Hagen that. The reason the government's so messed up is because of the church. We ain't taking authority. Oh, them spirits is coming up there, man. <laughs> doing all these crazy things. Preacher, I heard a preacher on TV, on TV, on one of the news stations say, Jesus didn't deal with homosexuality. I said, he did in Matthew 19. Jesus said, what God have joined together, let no man put us under. Well, God didn't join no Steve and John. It was Adam and Eve. It wasn't Mary and Barbara. And Jesus told us, he said, when a son, when a son leave his mother and father, he is to cleave to his husband. No, his wife. He was real clear about how it's supposed to be. Woo! Woo! I don't know why they won't read that. 
woman, a daughter leaves her mother and father, she cleaves to her husband. Not, not her wife. Well, I just don't know. We just need to love them. No, you need to tell them the truth. And quit this using love to not tell nobody nothing. And let them people go to hell and you don't give them the gospel. They need to hear the truth. Little boys dressing up like girls. They come and try to say, take that off, take that off, take that off. Have you ever looked at you in the mirror? You are not a woman, young man. Got that big apple in your neck. You ain't gonna never be no woman. Big old fat feet, man. You ain't no woman. <laughs> I be telling some of them women coming in church looking like a man. I said, girl, you need to wear a dress. And please don't wear no short when it mess all us up. We don't want to puke all on our carpet. <clears throat> you know, spiritual puke. We're Christians. We dress modest. It's a man anyway. See, people don't like this. Why? They ain't used to, people ain't used to hearing Jesus. You know what they used to doing? Is saying the way they feel about you. Well, I just don't see nothing wrong with two men kissing and slobbing on each I just think we ought to love them. Now, where that at in the Bible? Jesus didn't come to love us to stay the same. And then you hear this. You hear this right here. They, they come and they tell me this because I be ministering to them in prison on the streets. I was born like this. I said, good. Now get born again. <laughs> All right, you born like that. Now get born again to come in the kingdom. He wants to bring a change. Jesus will never come inside of you and keep you the same. He come to bring you the life, the quality of God and holiness and godliness. Come on, come on, saints. And then you hear people disagree with you. I just don't agree with them. I know you're bringing something to God. You ain't letting Jesus teach you. And he's been teaching me for 26 years. His ways. Jesus said, be a good cheer. How I many of y'all do that every day? Every day in every situation. I just be a good cheer. <laughs> I said, well, praise God. Glory to God. Lord's bigger. He knows how to work this out. He knows what to do. Listen, Jesus wants you to be of good cheer. He's overcome the world, deprived of the power to harm you and conquered it for you. When you be of good cheer, you're a good cheer about Jesus and what he conquered while he was on earth. That is to get Jesus involved in your situation. You don't become thankful. See, see what, what are you doing when you become thankful that, that he's overcome the world? He's, he gets to bring something to you. Let me get ready to close. Go to Galatians chapter 3 real quick. I'm going to finish this next service. Just give me a message Bible. Verse 11. 
Now listen to this. This, this is a blessing. No man, that no man is justified, declared righteous, or acquitted by the law. The law is what you do for God. Faith in Jesus is what God did for you. So you're never going to be justified. Trying to love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments, hang all the laws and prophets. You'll fulfill them if you live in Jesus' love uh, uh, without your strength. Jesus don't want you to do nothing in our strength. Nothing. Why? We can't produce God. Only through faith in his words can we produce God. We can't produce God no other way. How he loved us on the cross. How he forgave us. How he delivered us from darkness, translate us into the kingdom of the son of his love, in whom we have redemption through the blood of Jesus, even forgiveness of our sins. He's got to bring it all to us in every area. He got to tell you how to be a godly wife, a godly mother, a godly father, a godly husband, a godly man of God. He's got to teach you how to do all that. Or you just been doing whatever you feel and think is best. And you're not producing God if you're like that. It is evident the just shall live by faith and the law, the Ten Commandments, the moral, ritual, ceremony laws, they're not a faith. Why? Um, God ain't doing nothing for you. The man that doeth them shall live by them, not by faith. Now give me, give me, give me the, uh, the Amplified Bible saying not by faith. <laughs> give me the message Bible. I'm going to close with this. <laughs> Y'all ready? The obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program, Ten Commandments. Have any of y'all ever tried to keep them things? Oh, I bet you are distressed trying to keep them things. I never have. I never have broke one of God's laws. In 26 years, never broke none of them. Not a one. Well, how'd you do that, Pascal? I ain't never been under them. <laughs> the only way I know is how to never break them. I stay in Jesus, how he loved me. And then I, won't, I don't go to bed with another man's wife. Never have, never will. I'm not doing it. Why? I don't want you touching mine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty reasonable, ain't it? That's a deal, ain't it? Leave mine alone, I leave yours alone. Deal? <laughs> the obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program should make it plain that no one can sustain a relationship with God that way. Because once you break one of them, the relationship over. Why? There's no forgiveness in the Ten Commandments. There is no love in the Ten Commandments. There is no cross in the Ten Commandments. It's just Ten Commandments. They're spiritual, they're good, but they ain't good when you break them. They're just good because they come from God. But once we get a hold of them, they ain't good no more. Anything we get a hold of, we mess. That's Adam. Anything we get a hold of, we mess it up. <laughs> That's why God put everything in Jesus' name. So when you sin, you didn't mess up Jesus. Your, your failures cannot mess up Jesus. Your shortcomings can't mess up Jesus. Your faults can't mess up Jesus. But Jesus can mess up your faults. You can't mess Jesus up. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> so, the obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program should make it plain. No one can sustain a relationship with God that way. The person who lives in right relationship with God 
does it by embracing what God arranges for him. There's only way you can do it is you got to get in what God arranged for you in Jesus. Doing things, this is really the message Bible, I'm not adding to this. Doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. Habakkuk had it right. The person who believes God is set right by God, that's the real life. Rule keeping does not naturally involve in the living by faith. But only perpetuates itself in more and more rule keeping. A fact observed in scripture, the one who does these things, rule keeping, continues to live by them and not by faith. Not by Jesus. Jesus want to make your life through your relationship with him bringing everything to you. Some of y'all in here, can I just encourage you all today? If you just learn to get quiet sometime and get by yourself, just get quiet, shut up. I don't spend all my time in prayer with my mouth open. A lot of my prayer is just, just laying there being quiet. Believing for the Lord to speak to me. I don't care what he say. Just say something. I say, Lord, I don't care what you say. Just say something to me. It's comfort when he says something to you. Oh, it's comfort. And I encourage you all to go over this CD. Let the Holy Spirit show you in your life when you talk too much. You give your stinking opinions. I be telling people in the barbershop, I said, where did Jesus say that at? Did Jesus say that? No, that's my interpretation, I said. <laughs> Pascal, you don't lick your tongue out at him. Well, I probably do in the spirit, because it's garbage. People really think they're smart, y'all. Don't be like that. Don't be smart. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he'll direct your path. Trust in him with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. 